Welcome to As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Today we welcome amorphous guitarist Tommy Cuvaseri to the podcast. Back in December, Tommy released his debut solo album under the name Bjorka called Heart Rot. Tommy talks about the metal scene in Finland, Amorphous's labeled journey, how lockdown gave him time to pursue a solo album, and more. Heart Rot is a fun, diverse album, and I highly recommend giving it a spin. Thanks for listening and checking out this episode. If you are not already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice and never miss an episode. You can find As the Story Grows on Discord, where we hang out and share music, concert photos, and more. We're also on Substack, where you can subscribe to the mailing list. And if you'd like to support what the show is doing financially, we're on Patreon, where I just shared a bonus podcast about Caspian's You Are the Conductor. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's chat with Tommy from Amorphous. You're you're in Finland. That's where you grew up. Yeah, yeah. In where Helsinki. in Helsinki? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What was yeah, it? it's pretty uh, cold right now and snow and dark as always. And but uh, we just came from the European tour and now we're heading to uh, Amorphis uh, fin- Finnish tour, small tour, like few shows. Yes. So right. then we have a small break. Nice. Right. Nice. Yeah settle down for the holidays and kind of take it easy going into next year oh yeah 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 what was uh growing up like fine like uh, yeah <laughs> it used, used to be a lot of snow yeah <laughs> not much anymore but now there is and uh it's 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 been great and uh, it's small small town so the our city so uh every like musicians knows each other and things like this and so it's fine yeah awesome what got you into music Actually, it was uh, I was like twelve year, years old, and I was watching Sky Channel, and there was uh, I wanna be somebody from Wasp, okay. <laughs> back in eighty four or something, eighty five, yeah. maybe. And uh, next day, I wanted to have a own guitar, and it started from there. And I started to listen, of course, great bands like uh, Deep Purple, Iron Maiden, uh, Dio you name it and uh, afterwards came the slayer and morbid angel carcass you know this kind of <clears throat> path like when you're going always to the extreme and then suddenly you uh, realize that you're digging a uh, pink floyd and it's your tool and things <laughs> like that. so yeah yeah you just you just start down this path and then try to get heavier and crazier as it goes and <laughs> yeah as it it's in the end of the road like like uh, I can't remember what was the last last band I was listening. It was like totally blast beat, and then yeah. wanted to have some other elements from music as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was as you're like becoming a fan of like extreme metal? Was there like other people around you that were also into like extreme metal? Did Helsinki have a good metal scene? Mm. Well, uh, not ex- actually that time it wasn't like there wasn't too many bands uh, 
from Finland. Maybe like Hanoi Rocks was one of the mm. bands which were like a bit famous in overseas, yeah. things like that. But other other bands were like sounding a little bit, bit like, uh, okay, it's not, we cannot do this heavy thing in Finland. And, but we anyway started like first bands when we were 13, speed metal bands and things like this. And then we have a like, uh, then we heard like death metal, the demos 89 or something. And so we formed the death metal band with yeah. the friends, the best friends we had uh, together. And uh, we all share, share the uh, same kind of musical taste. And so, of course, we got to know the similar kind of people in like certain places where it was uh, punk and uh, hardcore bands playing so that was like small scene at the time but uh, of course it growth when time go by but i think we were the very first ones from finland like who like actually went to uh overseas and to europe and had a record label from other <clears throat> outside from finland yeah yeah what was it that drew you kind of away from thrash into death metal uh yeah it was the normal like when you're young you always want more and uh, <laughs> i remember when i first heard like metallica that was like oh what what the fuck is this it's it's uh extreme and then came slayer and when i heard more morbid Angel and carcass it was like ooh, all, all the time like getting new kind of kicks out of that so uh that was happening when we i was like 15 16 years old so it was like very fast, like in a few years, I, uh, the musical tastes were like this, uh, like in, when it comes to uh, heaviness. But but same time, there was like the good bands always stayed, like Iron Maiden, D.O., Deep Purple, Black yeah. Sabbath, and uh, things like this. So uh, yeah, and it's just still the same. <laughs> I know you weren't originally, but how'd you end up with the Morphous? Well, we had this occurrence. We did one EP and uh, we broke up like after one year. And uh, uh, Esa and Jan was very good friend of mine. I've been playing with Jan since we were like 12 years old because we were neighbors. Mm -hmm. uh, Esa actually came to one band, Violent Solution, when I left the band and formed the Abhorrence. So. We knew from that that way, and they formed the band, uh, and uh, they asked me to be a singer and a second guitarist. So that's how it started back in '90. Yeah. So couldn't imagine to still be in the same band like when I'm 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> How'd you guys uh, end up working with Relapse Records? Uh, there was a couple, I think, was it Osmos production from France was offering our uh, some some kind of deal to us and uh, we we already like accepted it, but we were so lazy, so we couldn't, we didn't like get a contract to the mailbox. So uh, Relapse 
take contact as well same times and we figured that it's uh, maybe better label for us and so that's how it started so at first we were supposed to uh, record like split album with incantation uh, i think so okay but uh, it never happened so uh, uh we yeah we were into sunlight to record our first album and uh, that's how it started Nice, nice. You quit doing vocals around 95 or so. What led to you stepping away from the lead vocal role? Well, I never really like liked it too much. Like <laughs> it was hurting my throat and uh, I didn't uh, I wasn't enjoying to be like front man and uh, yeah. I was always considering myself as like guitarist and uh, I felt like it was like accident that yeah. I I was the only one who could do the crawling thing yeah. <laughs> at the time. So, um, yeah, that was the reason. And also that I I know that I cannot sing like yeah. real singing. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we were starting to think that if we want to make things like uh, forward with uh, musically with this band, we have to have like another singer. Mm -hmm. So at first we took Pussy to do the uh, clean clean stuff and stuff like that but i was like little little by little trying to <laughs> <laughs> leave that behind yeah. i'm happy i did because it wasn't like it is still uh, i still do that on shows like few few things there and there and it's fun but uh as long as i don't have to do yeah. 90 minutes uh, that would kill my throat and i don't know any like <clears throat> perfect <laughs> style for right. it or uh, anything Right, you'd have, you'd have quit the band long ago if you were still doing vocals. <laughs> yeah, I remember some tours I couldn't speak, but I oh. could crawl. So I oh, was man. Like... <laughs> uh, that's rough. That's rough. What led to you guys kind of shifting your sound and incorporating more elements over the years? Just like, I don't know, I mean, not that death metal is boring, but like, you know, mm. at some point you'd want to experiment and just like do something different. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, like normal. We were when we formed the band, we were seventeen years old or something. Yeah. So, so of course, it's natural to like. We still were listening the harder music, but of course, same time we started to listen like different kind of music as well, like seventies progressive bands like Pink Floyd and uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, it it was just we wanted to take like every element and not to categorize ourselves too much like to one box so mm -hmm. uh, we, we just started to take like riff and melodies from there and there like a little bit like is this metal enough yeah <laughs> kind of thinking. but uh, uh i think that that was working and we liked it it, it was like fun and same time we we loved what we did and uh, of course when you do music you have to do basically at first place to yourself then yeah you can like think that somebody else can like it as well if you like it yeah yeah i'm sure there were some fans who were like oh fuck this band for changing their sounds but like <laughs> where was in the large part where people like cool with the change and shift just i mean you've been more mm. in that progressive like experimental vein for so long now right yeah well uh, so, some changes has been like huge steps us to uh yeah up, but uh, like some changes like after like the fourth album or something, they, it was like, whew, you could see it from the audience and they were like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> then there was like some old song, like Black Winter Day, then they were like, 
all right, let's do it. So it was, <laughs> um, it, it was fun, but of course we learned that we cannot do like whatever we want. But, yeah. uh, we had to uh, go that path because that way also we tried what we wanted to try. And uh, of course we took like good parts from that path uh, with us and uh, leave the uh, not that good stuff. Behind. Yeah. 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 You guys released Far From The Sun on Virgin Records. That's like your only like major label release. How did that uh, come about? Uh, not too, not too well. Well, <laughs> finally, we well, the relapse deal wasn't the best <laughs> possible for us. That's not secret. So finally, we got rid of that. But at the same time, Fasi, uh, our former singer, was like uh, maybe he didn't have any motivation anymore and uh, EMI didn't know how to work with us so mm -hmm. we soon realized that this was a big mistake but after that it was great because then we cleaned all table we had like uh, no record deal no management no uh, booking agents and then we got a new singer Tommy Olsen so when we started we just started from clean table uh, back in 2005 or something after that, it's been a good years for us. Yeah, yeah, because you moved from there to Nuclear Blast. How that label come about, picking you up? Oh, yeah, and Nuclear Blast, we knew the guys anyway, like uh, from the beginning, because they were distributing us in Europe, and we never had any problems with them either. So, uh, yeah, it was good, good start, and uh, yeah. Nice, nice. You guys released Halo back in 2022. But I assume that was a project you wrote over lockdowns. How was, I mean, I don't know how every European country was. What was Finland like in COVID? Uh, it was totally like uh, everything was closed. You couldn't okay. have, any, of course, con no concerts. Yeah. They even isolated the Helsinki area at some point. And uh, it was strange when it started. Uh, we had to cancel like 150 shows. That, that was like our 13th anniversary year. Oh, man. So uh, at first I was like secretly a little bit like, okay, let's take it as a vac vacation. And now we have this like few months maybe, but then it was just going on and on and never ends. It, so it was good that we <clears throat> recorded the, we had that period, the planned period as well with Amorphis to record the next album. So that was good thing to us. So we got something to do. And also when that was finished, uh, yeah, it still was going on, so then I started to check like my own ideas and uh, started to build up the like own record, solo record. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your this solo record, uh, Bjorko. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> uh, I said Bjorka. Bjorka. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What led you to uh, do a solo project? Other than uh, time. <laughs> well, it, that idea has been like, I've been carrying that idea like 15 years because uh, at some point I was thinking that I have a lot of like different kind of songs which doesn't like fit to Amorphis. And uh, I was thinking that someday I'm going to do it. Maybe someday I'm going to do it. And uh, well, when the COVID time was going on, then I had like free time. I was in a cabin in the middle of the forest and uh, I had a like small uh, home studio there, so I started to check because I didn't have anything else to do. Check the 
ideas or old song ideas what I had and then I got very inspired at the same times because we didn't have concerts so my ears were weren't like yelling all the time and mm. I, I had like totally peace and it was quiet and middle of uh, nature so it, it just it was like snowball it started from small thing and at, at some point point I was realizing that okay I'm I have asked Jeff Walker to join in and uh, oh, oh so maybe I have to release the album someday and uh, but I didn't want to take any pressure so uh, I was like paying all everything myself like the studios and everything and so I always had like <clears throat> back door to like okay I'm not gonna do it but <laughs> good so uh then I started to ask from the record labels if somebody wants to put it out. It's very different kind of songs. It ha doesn't have like one uh, kind of music style which it, it follows, but uh, I took it like uh, one song at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very eclectic record. Like the opening track has a very black metal feel, but then you quickly step away with the second track going into more of a just rock vibe. Like, you definitely pull from a lot of influences. Was there any constraints you put on yourself for what made this album or was it just like the best songs go? No, it was like most inspired songs at the time. Like uh, I had like a couple of songs with uh, or a couple of melodies, which has been ringing in my years, like 10 years. And uh, I'm always thinking like, what, what melody is this? And then I realized, oh, it's this old, old uh, uh something again so uh, only thing i could get away from that like noise or that melody i don't know warm i uh, ear warm yeah yeah warm yeah so it was to record it and make it as a song and then it's like now i don't have to think about it anymore too much yeah but it was it was fun and uh, it was a lot of work but at the same time it was very satisfying and uh, I didn't have to like uh, uh, discuss about the songs with anyone. I could do whatever I want. And it was right. good, in good and bad. Of course, you have more responsibility, but mm. it, was, it was fun. It's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get connected with Fart Records? Uh, I know the guys like Jukka. I've known like him since we were 15 or something when he played in Disgrace and I played in Occurrence. And as as said, Finland, Jukka is from different city from uh, uh, from Helsinki, but uh, everybody knows each other, like in the same scene. So it was easy, easy. Yeah. And I think they got the idea. Uh, some labels were thinking like, uh, we don't know how to market this, and uh, I, we don't know what kind of music this is. And I was like, uh, it is what it is. But got the idea like it doesn't have to be it's just a uh, different kind of songs as a, could be like soundtrack but uh, that's one one way to put it but uh, I just wanted to have the songs and with one band to play it and I put everything under name Björke which yeah. means my last name in Swedish so nice. <laughs> that's where the name comes from
the album is called Heart Rot. Where did the title come from? Well, that was the most <clears throat> difficult part. To, I never uh, imagined that it would be so difficult to uh, figure out what could be the album title, but it came from the first song, obviously. Heart Ruth Rots, it's kind of shortened version. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it sounded good. Norm normally, when you have some or good idea it, you know it like when when you figure it out like okay it is it's this because i try to be like too much too artistic or too long names or too yeah. like far out or too simple so that sounded good to me so yeah yeah what were things that were inspiring you uh from a lyrical standpoint for this album mm. well <clears throat> my friend Jussi Alrod who's been with me. Uh, he's my child from childhood friend, and uh, he played in Operance as well. I asked him to uh, make the lyrics for okay. every song, and uh, so we were discussing and listening the demo tracks, and uh, uh, we're discussing like each song, like what kind of lyrics I'm thinking to have and what kind of feelings and blah blah blah. Uh, so he wrote the lyrics, but uh, I also uh, told the vocalists that uh, if they want they can uh, write their own lyrics and because some of them like are used to uh, sing their own lyrics only yeah. so so far then did and uh, I, I think it was good <laughs> like I, I mean um, I think it brings like a lot more to music to have uh, other other ideas as well so uh, it's not only my my creation this album it's also like the singers and uh some of the singers did the vocal melodies themselves as well so there's like a lot of uh, yeah. other other uh, others jobs as well yeah yeah how do you go through the process of uh picking other people to come in and sing on the songs uh, i knew them somehow most of them so uh basically first who came to my mind when i was working with the song and I uh, started to hear like certain kind of uh, voice or a language then uh, I had like idea okay I have to get Jeff Walker here and uh, then I was just writing a message like are you interested and uh, <laughs> every singer said yes so it was great who came up with the concept for the album artwork it wasn't my idea <laughs> but, uh, it was funny because at first there is a very known or respected uh, photographer in Finland who shot uh, some like dead flowers in a <laughs> certain light and I saw those um, photographs and uh, I was contacting him and uh, wanted him to do the artwork and uh, he was in but he was too busy actually so uh, Sam Jansen who uh, <coughs> took the amorphous pics as well last album I asked him to put, uh, take like some art artist shootings and uh, he was by accident he was saying that his wife having is having like uh, some dead flowers should we do something with that and I was like bling he didn't know about this what I had mind and so it was his idea and uh, it sh it wasn't supposed to uh, end up to cover but it <laughs> good because I was thinking at first place that uh, I wanted to have be like um, out of the box kind of mm -hmm. or not like a gray forest with a 
some logo you cannot <laughs> read. I wanted yeah. to be like different, and that's mm -hmm. different for sure. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. I was thinking few times like, oh, are you sure this is okay? But <laughs> uh, it, it turned out, out good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, like, because I saw the cover art, and then I hit play on the album, and I was like, oh, that's not mm. what I was expecting to hear. Yeah, yeah. that's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some some people say they expected, like, some uh, 70s flower hippie kind of stuff, but it it's good contrast. Yeah, yeah. Well, the album's out now. Uh, you have some shows with the Morphous here, then you're laying low. Do you have big plans for next year, whether it's to try to do the solo stuff live or more just a Morphous touring? Or are you guys going to write another record? Yeah, we're going to uh, tour quite a lot next year with Amorphous. And at the same time, we are starting from uh, like in one month, maybe starting to write the new stuff and maybe entering the studio at the end of the next year. So the album could be out in 2025 maybe <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know no probably don't <clears throat> have time to even think about the second solo album yeah <laughs> unless there's a, like new pandemic happens <laughs> god let's hope not <laughs> yeah yeah please no but uh, it's it's maybe impossible to make it live it should, would be nice to have like one show but uh, yeah too many Pretty musicians involved. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen along, and the wheels are turning, and I started a song. One good word, and I'm gone. Oh, as the story. Oh,
that word.